Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. It is a week in review. Brought to you by Toro Mowers. Toro's 100% grass-fed mowers leading the charge. And we are ready to lead the charge, Sock, into the week in review. You're a South fan. You were there. Mm. I don't know if you were there, no, but you would have been watching. Mm. But the NRL bunker has come under fire for the involvement in the game. And it did start on Sunday afternoon. The first involvement I can remember for the bunker was the Victor Radley, 10 minutes in the yep. bin. yep. And then from there on in, it was the longest game of rugby league to sit through. <laughs> it took forever. I was happy because I was able to whip in about three dozen cheeseburger <laughs> spring rolls at Allianz. But yeah. the bunkers' involvement in that game, uh, too much? Yeah. Look, I think as a spectacle, I speak to a lot of, you know, punters, random punters out there who enjoyed it as a spectacle because you won't see much like it. You won't see games played to that standard throughout the season. So it was a one-off. And I know it got a bit ugly and a few people got hurt and there were a lot of sin bins. Um, however, I, I still felt like it was a good spectacle. That aside, I felt like once the standard had been set, as you said, with Victor, it was hard to go back on. And Ashley Klein, I think, that remained fairly consistent throughout the game. But, I mean, you had two guys go to the sin bin twice. Um, you know, I think if guys are going to the sin bin twice, you've almost got to be sent off, in my opinion. So Tane Milne's the one that um, stands out to mind who's, two careless high shots and still gets to stay on the field. I didn't think Victor Radley's first one, you know, the little short arm jab was even worthy of, of 10 in the bin. But once that standard was set, you could tell it was going to be a physical game. It lived up to the hype. Um, yes, it did drag on. Yes, Ashley Klein, uh, as Andrew Voss said, probably lost blood to his arms because uh, he had him raised above his head for half the match. He thought um, he was at a. He thought it was an Allianz rave concert. Rave he, concert. Was, <laughs> he, he, he was. He yeah. was just raising the roof on oh, Ashley Klein. But it yeah. was a. It was. It probably uh, for a, a weekend of really good NRL action. The first week of the finals, it might have taken the way from. There was some good footy played by, oh, by your team. Uh, it yeah. down to eleven men uh, for Latrell Mitchell to go over and score. It probably took a little bit of the tarnish off some good play that was there on Sunday. Absolutely. And I think when listening to Luke here at the end of the game press conference, it was the, the one thing that stood out. Yes, it was physical. Yes, they've got the big enforcers like Victor and JWH. But when the moments came for them to seize their opportunity, I think they let those moments get on top of them, uh, regardless of the refereeing. Rob, you know, Robbo, to his credit, actually said he felt like the game was refereed fine. He said the players allowed it to descend into the situation that it was in um, and as quite rightly as you said South with 11 men I think five out of the eight tries that were scored were all done by teams with less players on the paddock um, which just goes to show and they say it all the time it's a bit of a cliche but your defense is all about attitude um, and I, I think if you give guys like Latrell space even when you've only got 11 men on the field um, makes a big difference I'll ask you a question the South Sydney team at the moment 
Uh, would you prefer this team this year, given your involvement with the Roosters, South Sydney team of this season with Latrell or last year's team uh, with Reynolds, Sua, Gagai, at all, but no Mitchell? Um, I like Latrell at the moment, given the fact that you've got to be real careful. Like, don't, the old don't poke the bear. And yep. I think um, as much as he doesn't or, or he came out and said that sometimes the boos are a little bit too much and he doesn't like mm. it, I think mm. that comes to a point where it's poking the bear and mm. he's got to look in his eye at the moment, Latrell, of, of proving his South fans right and other people wrong. And mm. uh, in, in isolation, that game was uh, was controlled by the, by the bunker. But mm. when it was allowed to play, Latrell Mitchell looked like yeah, the different level. Yeah, you know, the man that was going to be able to, and, and what Latrell does, and it's the the, the, the dynamic duo there at South. When if mm. Latrell is playing good, Cody Walker he takes another couple of steps forward, and and he gets on the back of what Latrell does. So for me, sock I like this Latrell led Sydney. Uh, sorry, not Sydney, South Sydney Rabbit side. Uh, I, I think it'll be it's going to be a big game tonight against against the Sharks. Um, mm. The the sharks went down in a in a close one to the, the cowboys down at um, at Shark Park last week uh, for Craig Fitzgibbon. He's done a lot of good work with this Cronulla side, and um, I know they've, the winner of this gets Penrith next week. But if the sharks were to get bounced out in straight sets in the finals, do you think it would be a success for Fitzgibbon or, or an opportunity lost? I think it's I think it would be a success for Fitzgibbon. But speaking about coaches, which I yes. found really interesting in AFL this week, James Hurd. Considering yep. or being considered for the top gig at Essendon, what are you? Run me through your thoughts on that. Yeah, this is like okay, this is like a really bad relationship breakup, <laughs> right? And then five years down the track, seeing that ex partner on a dating app like Tinder, and then going. <laughs> I might match up with them again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knowing full well what happened last time yeah. and it didn't end that great. And mm. I saw a, a lot of bit of, um, a lot of people having comment on it this week when it came out that uh, there might've been a venue of such and, and people were quite harsh on the fact that people were still calling it a supplement scandal. It was more than a supplement scan. Supplements yeah. are things that you take if you've got a runny nose, like a yeah. sniffle and yeah. a bit of a, a multivitamin. C or a, a yeah. multivitamin. It was yeah. a little bit more than a yeah. than a, a, a supplement scandal. Steroids. There's <laughs> <laughs> another word there that could be used. But look, it's probably got to a point there for, for Essendon where the, the, the ball's up of the back end of the season where they were late to the party with with Alistair Clarkson, because during the start of the year, Essendon were were, were going poorly. Uh, they got on a run and they thought that, okay, we, okay Rutten's our man. We, we've st- we've stabilised. We've, we've won three or four in a row. They beat the Swans in, in that period. They were looking pretty good. And then in the back end of the year, they fell right off the cliff and mm. they were late to the party on, on Alistair Clarkson and, and being able to lure him as a coach, mm. which then made... Um, Rutten's position untenable uh, as a coach. Uh, they've had bored people leave. And look, in the AFL, and we might talk about it with the trade period coming up and, and getting ready for a draft that needs to all be done in the next sort of month and a half, um, players and potential draftees are going to want to know who the coach is. And mm. uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for Essendon fans, they might be rushed into a situation where they might just have to take best case scenario like you go on a Friday night it's it's, it's two o'clock it's three o'clock in the morning 
you're running out of time. The it's lights are going to come on soon. Yeah, the lights are going to come on soon. You're going to be rushing to a decision that you might want, want to take. <laughs> well, look, yeah, I have to do it. But, hey, boys, Roger Federer retired this week. Yes. Now, mm. it's a shame to see his career come to an end after injury, but where does he sit in your power rankings of goats in mm. sport? That's a good shout. I like that. He's a good shout. He trans and and I think goats in sport like they transcend. Then they don't just don't live in their own lane of 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 sport. Where um, mm. Roger Tennis Roger Federer is just not adored by tennis fans. He's adored by sports fans all yep. over the world. So for me, look, and it depends how far you want to go back. But for me, I have I have Tiger Woods firmly at number one. Yep, firmly at number changed one. changed golf. Fair call. Yep, firmly at number one. Uh, and then I have Roger Federer at two, Serena Williams at three. Oh, yeah, I'd have those around the other way, but yeah, play on. pretty close. And then Tom Brady at four. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good four. Oh, Serena would be at the top in regards to what she's done for tennis, playing what till now she's 41. Yes. 41. What about in cricket, so? Goats. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. De- I mean, the king, I mean, he's, yeah. yeah. I mean, the other goat, Gaza, he's not really a goat though. He's, he's a modern day goat, sort of modern day paddock goat. But we, I think we'll, we can't compare him to the actual goat. Which he's the is, one that the kids just take to, if you live <laughs> yeah, out in the country, yeah, you take yeah. it to school. He's, yeah, he's an actual goat, the goat. On um, the cricket sock, uh, yeah. Aaron Finch wrapped up his career as mm, captain of the yeah. 50 over side. Yep. There's been a lot of talk around who the next captain is for sure. Australia. W- yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, there's also been a lot of talk about David Warner in the media recently, hasn't there, about him wanting to take over a leadership or ownership role of the team. Um, you've got Steve Smith, who is the vice captain of the test team. Now, I'm not sure whether he'd be interested in doing any more white ball captaincy. I don't know whether they sort of forge a path ahead for another young leader to learn around a really experienced group. Um, so, you know, to isolate Aaron Finch, what a fantastic performer for Australia over many years. I uh, still got the T20 World Cup, so still being connected to the game. Which way they go with his next captaincy is a big call. I don't think they'll put it on Pat Cummins because even he's probably said the pressure of test captaincy is, is quite high and you've only got a short span even there, maybe 30 to 40 games. I think giving him more pressure and, and then not allowing him to relax and have games off will be quite tough. Question is, it has to go to a batter because they're the only ones that you can say consistently in the team. But at the moment, it doesn't look like a settled sort of top six. So um, instead of answering your questions, I've given you more options. Uh, short answer, Steve Smith would be my number one pick. Do you think that the, that it should be, okay, boys, you've done for the sandpaper gate, David Warner. If you're in the team, mm. you, you should – now I think he's proven, okay, there's been no more sandpaper, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> let's just – we think. That we know of, yeah. That we know of. It, it should be just, okay, boys, open slowly now. You've done it. You've done your time. Mm. No more. If, if David yeah. Warner's the best person for that job, he should be able to take it. Yeah, I think so. I think they've paid their time. They've done their penance. And I think it's about time that the community and CA move on with it, go back on their decision, give him at least the opportunity to present himself uh, as captain. I think he was given the opportunity to do a fantastic job. He's got a great cricket brain. He does. And I think, and we, we spoke about it a few weeks ago in the show, making sure if, if that keeps him around for, for Big Bash so um, he can slap you into the third tier at, uh, <laughs> at the SCG. Well, that is all good. That is a week in review. We're off to a break and we'll be back to wrap up the first hour of a great show. Calls and texts. Just please. 
if we if you want to keep this this setup, if you if you like this top order. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. The big boss is in the house. We can just show him straight away <laughs> that you guys love it. We're off to a break and we'll be back to wrap up the first hour. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.